Yo, what's good? My name is Reginald the R Star, aka Mr. Straight Fire, and this is Unabashedly Reggie's part one of the breakdown, analysis, review of Eminem's Alfred's theme. Before we start, if you're new to my channel, I do song lyrics breakdown and analysis. I mostly do Eminem stuff, but I've done breakdown of Kendrick, Joyner, and Royce the 59. Speaking of him, I've also done an interview with Royce where I actually broke down his own lyrics with him. And I've also interviewed Tommy Costa Jr. That's the man behind the real Slim Shady's beat. So go check them all out. And if you like to listen to these videos in an audio version, check out all your podcast services for Unabashedly Reggie. And finally, if you want to support this channel, check out my Patreon. All links in the description below. And I want to thank all my patrons, but especially a big shout out to all my $5 patrons. Katie Ferrar, Brett Abram, Jean-Pierre Vaillancourt, Jason NMK, Hitch, and Brayden. Dear guys, thanks for the support. Alpha's theme was released on December 18th, 2020 as part of Eminem's music to be murdered by Side B album. It's produced by Eminem alongside his longtime collaborator, Luis Resto. The beat samples the iconic theme of the Alfred Hitchcock Presents TV show that ran from 1955 to 1962. The theme is called The Funeral March of a Marionette and it was written by French composer Charles Gounod, who Charles Gounod, way back in 1872. You see, that simple is what was missing from Side A, because it's a concept album tied to Alfred Hitchcock, but it was missing a sample from either the original music to be murdered by or the Alfred's theme, like the one in the song. Now, some songs didn't make it into Side A because they couldn't get the permission to use a sample, but this time around, we have Paul Rosenberg to thank for Alfred's theme. According to Eminem's Shade 45 interview, Paul had the idea to flip the Alfred's theme beat, and this song was actually the first song recorded for Side B. But at the time, he didn't even think of making a side B. He just was going to release it. But when he started recording more, it became its own album. So if it wasn't for Paul, we wouldn't have this on this album. Thanks, Paul. Oh, and please just reply to my tweets, or at least retweet them. Back to the beat. I love how we flipped the simple. It's a nice beat and it feels so Eminem. And the drum pattern is actually the exact same one from the Marshall Mathers LP song. I don't know why, but that boom, bap, boom, bap, boom, bap. Boom Boom Bap is gonna stay stuck in my head for days and days. This track is a modern day Slim Shady song. It's zany, it's childish, but it's conscious at the same time because it talks about being cautious of the coronavirus. This song is a great representation of where Eminem is at in his career right now. He fully knows and understands how to be Eminem in 2020, how to give us new things, but still be himself. And this song has so many bars and wordplays, it's insane. But I will say this, the rhyming isn't as great as in Book of Rhymes, but every line is a bar, it seems. So we had to make that compromise, I think. Overall, it's a pretty fun song to listen to with a lot of replay value. With that said, on to the breakdown. Before I check the mic, I give it an extra swipe with Lysol disinfectant wipe, coronavirus infectinite, antiseptic on deck, I got every type. Now those lines don't need any explanation, but I like how he sets the tone for the song and it won't be too serious. As much as I'm sick of hearing about the coronavirus, I like that this song will be a reflection of a moment in time in all our lives. In 10 years, we will listen to this and we'll remember exactly how it was like when we listened to this album. Now you know me, I like to give a little science info when I do these, so here it goes. Although people interchange the words disinfectant and antiseptic, they aren't the same. Both purpose is to kill germs, but an antiseptic is applied to the body while a disinfectant will be applied to a surface or objects. For example, 
While doing a surgery, a doctor would put antiseptic on the patient's body, but disinfectant on the scalpel. Let's continue. I throw my tux, then I give zero fucks, then I act like a jock strap, cut my nuts, then I check my ball hair, make sure it's all there, then call the Paul Bear. A jock strap is a piece of equipment used to protect your family jewels in some sports, like baseball. And what does it do? It cups your testicles. Actually, it's called a cup. Now, this is a very simple simile, but like I mentioned in the intro, Ivly tries to put as many wordplays and metaphors as possible. Plus, grabbing his balls is something Emma said many times, like in The Way I Am, because I talk with an accent and grab on my balls. Or in Believe, bare knuckle coupled with this pair of nuts, I'm cupping. A pallbearer is a person that helps carrying a coffin. The reason he calls one is because of the next line mentioning music to be murdered by, and the intro of Site B had Alfred Hitchcock say music to be buried by. Next lines. It's music to be murdered by. Why stop? Overkill like a pipe bomb in your pine box. You're all hitched to my cock. Went from punching a time clock to getting my shot. Then treated like a cyclop like it's the only one I got. Lots of bar here, so let's go through them. Overkill is the excess of something beyond what is required or the use of more force than needed. What Eminem is basically saying is that he already killed the game with side A, so to release more music to be murdered by is an overkill. Now, of course, Blowing up someone already dead in the casket, a pine box, is definitely an overkill. But I love this two words alliteration with P and B, pipe bomb and pipe box. So simple simile, but with a cool alliteration. Hitch to my cop, now that's a funny way to play on Alfred Hitchcock's name, plus it's a clever way to say you're on my dick. Then we have a great eye related wordplay that will continue in the later section. In only one I got, the eye is a homophone to eye, an actual eye. You see, Cyclops isn't just the X-Men character that most of us know, because Cyclops in Greek mythology are giant, one-eyed creatures. So that's the reason why he's saying he's treating a shot like a Cyclops. One eye is the wordplay here. But that line is definitely a callback to Lose Yourself, and especially the 8 Mile movie. In Lose Yourself's iconic hook, you have the, you only get one shot line. And in the movie, B-Rabbit works at a job where he punches a time clock before his shift. But remember, he actually skipped his job for his shot to be signed at the battle because he's a grown man. Next lines. And my thoughts are like nines cocked, every line's obscene, perverted as mine, got the dirtiest rhyme stock, that's why this parental advisine every time I drop. Thoughts are like nines cocked is another way of saying that his thoughts, his mind, and his words are weapon. But also, I think the emphasis he puts on cock, which is a vulgar way to say penis, goes with the rest of the lines about obscene and perverted mind. And the perverted as mine, which is not a word, is definitely a reference to that one line he said on I'm Back from the Mathers LP one. I murder a rhyme one word at a time, you never heard of a mind as perverted as mine. And the next line was, you better get rid of that nine. So even that, it ties with the nines cocked. After that, he has the other wordplay with I as a homophone, but there's more than one homophone. First, parental advising is related to that sticker on the explicit version of albums, and all of M's record definitely need that sticker. But in those words, you have visine, which is an over-the-counter eyedrop. And what do we have at the end of the line? A homophone to eye drop and that was the visine eye wordplay so throwing the theme to alfred i'll channel him like the panama canal but how could i get up in arm about you saying trash is all that i put out bitch i still get the bag when i'm putting garbage out yo i love that line because it's such a nice flex about his success you see get the bag is a slang that means to get money and when your partner or your parents tell you to take the garbage out what do you do you get the bag and you put it out so what does it have to do with success and what is he trying to say this nice brag is about the fact that even when he puts out albums that are considered bad, like Encore or Revival, he still sells millions of records and get rich off them. That was a dope line and a dope fact. 
Plus, we have another shout out to Alfred Hitchcock. Now, the Panama Canal is the 82 kilometer or 51 mile in Panama that connects the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean. The construction started in 1881. It's considered one of the largest and most difficult engineering projects ever undertaken. Its purpose was to reduce the time for ships to travel between the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean. Now you're saying, well, that was great history, Reggie, but where's the damn wordplay? Okay, it's a pretty simple wordplay. Canal is a synonym to channel. Simple, but adds to the scheme greatly. And to channel someone in the psychic world is to communicate with a dead spirit. But in common speech, it means to express yourself or act in a way that reminds another person. In this case, Alfred. Plus the potty mouth, I'm not about to wash it out, the filthiest, so all this talk about I'm washed up, how preposterous, because if cleanliness is next to godliness, it's obvious that it's impossible for me to be beside myself. Cleanliness is next to godliness is a popular phrase that is credited to a 1778 sermon by John Wesley, an English evangelist, because people believed that bathing could be unhealthy at the time, believe it or not. The church wanted to push the concept of cleanliness by saying that it helped the spiritual well-being of people. And in those lines, Eminem attacks people saying that he's washed up, meaning he doesn't have it anymore, but also tells us that he doesn't get mad about it. Being beside yourself means to be mad, but hear how he makes a wordplay out of that saying. You see, if he's washed up, in the literal sense, he's clean. And we all know Marshall sees himself as a rap god. Now, cleanliness is next to godliness, but he also sees himself as the dirtiest and filthiest. For that reason, he can't be next to godliness. In other words, he can't be beside himself. Nah, I ain't gonna lie, that like took me a while to get. Fun fact, when Eminem dissed Lord Jamar and I will and said that he would be mopping floors and cleaning sinks in the house of hip hop, Jamar replied that he didn't mind because cleanliness is next to godliness. So very possible Slim was thinking of him when he wrote that line. Next lines. I'm about that capital like a proper noun. Of course, a proper noun like someone's name starts with a capital letter, but capital is also a slang for money, so that continues the whole get the bag thing. Still on top the pile, got me sitting on numbers like a pocket dial. Quick to call you out on your bullshit, don't make me give that crocodile. When he says sitting on numbers, the numbers he's referring to are all the sales and streams he gets. In fact, he was the best selling male artist of the 2010s in the United States. And a pocket dial is when you accidentally call someone while your phone is in your pocket. And sometimes it can happen when you're sitting, so sitting literally on numbers. And he has that phone theme with call you out and give that croc a dial. Now a croc is something that it's nonsense. Basically it's bullshit. So he played on the expression to call out someone which is to publicly criticize someone with literally giving that bullshit a call, a dial. Plus crocodile hides the homophone crocodile, the animal which he'll connect with alligator in the next line. Cause if I do it, see you later alligator. See you later alligator is just a funny way to say goodbye in the English language because it rhymes. But what he meant with this line in the previous, if you talk shit about him and he calls you out, you're done like MGK. I mean, Killshot sent him the fuck out of rap and straight into punk music. But good for him because his last pop punk album of whatever type of music it was, went number one on the Billboard 200. So congrats to him. Made it out the trailer, then I made about to cater to no one so hate of gain about the same amount that's in my bank account. So here are more shit for you to complain about, I say that. To cater means to do something to please someone or a group of people. In this case, make music with the intention to please a crowd. And indeed, when M came out, that was his mentality, not to make music that fit the bowl at the time. Bars that never slack, but always get attacked. I think they're gunning for me. It's starting to feel like that, like I'm marred because when I rap, it's like falling on my back in a tarpit because I have this target on my back. Oh, yuck. 
Now, I really love the flow here. It's not complex rhyming, but it's the rhyming placement that gives it a nice flow. The R sound lands on the kicks, the first and the third beat, and the X sound on the snares, the second and fourth beat. So it goes, bars that never slack, always get attacked, starting to feel like that, marred cause when I rap, Yo, I love when he gets symmetric like that. It's just so dope. Those lines are about how he always get criticized and called out. That's why he feels like he has a target on his back. But he makes the use of homophones with target and tar-get, the verb to get. Tar is a dark, viscous liquid made from carbon. So if he were to fall on his back, like in the famous Liberia Tar Pits in Los Angeles, he will have this tar get on his back. But if I ever double cross my fans and lost my stance, I'd probably pop five Zans, go in my garage, tarp my van, inhale as much carbon monoxide and exhaust I can. Although this is a silly, zany song, those lines are pretty touching. He's saying that if he were to ever sell out and lose all his fans, his stance, he would take his own life. But come to think of it, it might be the first time that M references his own fan as Tans. But back to the message, he did draw a line in the sand when he went at Trump and probably lost some stands in the way, but here it's not the same. He's talking about the fans he cares about, those who can't listen to a rose without crying, or those he was there consoling when no one knew it, or those that are like him in a way because they never knew their father either, or simply those for whom he's the fucking shit in their eyes. And if you were wondering, Zans is short for Xanax, a calming drug that is in the benzodiazepines family. It's a drug Eminem has referenced so many times. Just on site A, he's mentioned it twice on Those Kind of Nights and Never Love Again. Plus the way he's describing how he would kill himself, it's unfortunately one way that people commit suicide, by carbon monoxide poisoning from their car. Often it happens in the garage, but if you're just so fucking depressed and just can't seem to get out of this slump, suicide is never the way, please talk to someone. Next lines. And those off like, but odds like that with these thoughts I have is like a giant getting squashed by ants. Thankfully, he lets us know that the chances of him double-crossing his fans and committing suicide are very, very low. If this is the test of time, I'd pass with flying colors like I just tossed my crayons from seance to seance. To pass with flying colors is an idiom that means to pass with amazing grades with distinction. Now, some of you probably knew the meaning of that expression, but did you know that its origin has to do with ships? Yes, way back then, when ships would come home, they would put their colors, their flags, flying to show they were victorious. In this case, the test is the test of time. It's being able to go through different eras and still be great. Remember in the adventures of Moon Man and Slim Shady, he said, they say time's undefeated, I'ma be the first one who can beat it. Both lines have the same sentiment. Continue to be great and go higher. No pun intended. Small, medium, and large size cans, sanitizers of all types, brands, cost nine bands, which is a small price for Lysol wipes, saying, if my palms brush across my pants, I wash my hands. That was kind of a tongue twister, dog. First of all, I love how he rapped in that part and how it rhymed. It was very slim, shady LP in his delivery. Go listen to it and you'll see what I was saying. Right before the song's interlude, he goes back to the beginning of the verse with references to disinfectants. If you didn't know, Benz is a slang for $1,000, so he's saying he's spending close to 10K a month in hand sanitizers. But remember, early in the pandemic, when people were reselling Lysol for hundreds of dollars to the point where eBay and Amazon banned their sales? Where, well, I think when M says, which is a small price, he's making a joke out about that time. During the interlude, Eminem sings happy birthday as he's washing his hands. If you wondered why, it's because it was recommended to wash your hands for 20 seconds to make sure you killed all the germs. And one tip to make sure you wash your hands for that amount of time was to sing the happy birthday song. Now, I thought that was pretty random and funny for M to do that. Now, final lines are part one of this breakdown. 
I sit in silence in candlelit environment, sipping wild Irish while getting violent, homicidal vision when I'm spitting like this, but really I'm just fulfilling my wish of killing rhymes, which is really childish and silly, but I'm really like this. I'm giving nightmares to Billie Eilish. I'm Diddy's side bitch. I'm still his side bitch. That little interlude where he's looking back at his rhyme sheets and realized that he said the wrong thing was kind of funny. But also in his album, it happens a few times where he breaks the fourth wall, you can say, like this. For example, in These Demons, he stops to look at his rhyme book too. Of course, the name of the album is Music To Be Murdered By. The whole concept is that while he's killing those raps, he's killing us with his greatness. So that's why the homicidal vision and killing rhymes. But I don't really get what's childish about wishing to kill rhymes. I mean, there's nothing wrong about daydreaming one day that you would beat a shit, right? Unless he's referring to the type of rhymes he writes that he's killing, which are sometimes immature and terrifying. Which ties with giving nightmares to Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish is an American singer-songwriter best known for her hit single, Bad Guy. Coincidentally, an Eminem song title. In a May 2019 interview with Vice's Noisy, she said that, I was scared of Eminem my whole life. Terrified. That dude freaked the fuck out of me. Oh my God. So of course, Eminem, who's always aware of what people are saying about him, is making a reference to it. He ends the verse with a funny homophone. His pride of being from Eastside is something Marshall has mentioned many times. That's the east side of Detroit in Yellow Brick Road. Let's rewind to 89 when I was a boy on the east side of Detroit. On The Ringer, I'm Eastside never caught slipping. And in this album, the scratching at the end of Book of Rhymes. And in Higher, I'ma beat my drum from the streets I'm from, the Eastside slums. And Diddy has to be the artist outside of the Shady Family that Eminem has referenced the most. He's mentioned him in the Marshall Mathers song, in I'm Back, in Kill Shot, of course, in Marsh, in Godzilla, in Welcome to D-Block. And if we go way back, in Any Man, and in Get You Mad. And there's probably more that I can't think of, but that's still a lot. But he's just playing Diddy. You know M loves you. That's it folks, that was part one of my breakdown analysis review of Eminem's alpha theme. Let me know in the comments below if there are things that I miss or that you don't agree with so we can have a friendly debate in the comments. I'll be releasing part two in the next few weeks, but until then, this has been Unabashedly Reggie. Thanks, it's been real.